podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome back after the international break to the UCL Fantasy Podcast. We're going to do loads this week. We're going to look back at match day two. It seems like ages ago, but there's loads to talk about. If you remember and listened to the last episode, you know that all three of us went different ways with our chip strategy. Who came out on top? We're going to find that out and we're going to go through a Q&A from Twitter. Loads of questions have flooded in talking about match day two and match day three. So we're going to do all of that on the UCL Fantasy Podcast. So, guys, I hope you had a good international break. It seems ages ago, match day two, doesn't it? If you are a listener who listened to the last episode but forgotten what we said, or you're a new listener, uh, you need to know this. Last week, match day two, each of us um, went with a different chip strategy. So, Lewis went with his the most precious chip in the game, is Limitless. He used that. Dan used his wild card, and I did nothing. So, let's look at match day two. Who came out on top? Lewis, surely you're a great player, incredible rank. You went with Limitless. Surely you were right. How did it go? Not good. <laughs> we can skip this part if you want, lads. It's okay. We can no, skip this. No, go on, tell no, us. We, we do not want to skip this at all, Lewis. This is this is the only reason I turned up tonight to record this. <laughs> Come on, Lewis, what happened? Yeah, so as you know, we used the limitless. Um, wasn't great. I'm going to try not to be as blunt as possible here because it upsets me every time I think about uh, March Day 2. In fact, I've not thought about it since we've started recording this pod, so thanks for that. But yeah, no, 41 points. You know, what... <laughs> more can i say it was um it was terrible um was which was the chip. most disappointing pick you made lewis <sighs> who was the banker you thought ah oh, they're definitely going to get points because that's what you do on limitless you go they're definitely who who let you down the worst well, put it put it this way so i had four returns and three of them were template picks and only one of them and listen to this the one return that i did have was saka who got injured after half an hour <laughs> <laughs> oh it's so, so sweet it's so so sweet. so yeah 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 it's, you're going to enjoy this season i think um for, well in terms of the season i'm gonna have but yeah i know it, it was terrible um a couple of diff i kind of went to differential with a couple of them you know immobile um uh Kavarit shellier as well he wasn't he was good but yeah just wasn't amongst it hakimi was zero points couple of returns from DeMarco, Sommer, Cancelo. Again, they're all pretty template picks, aren't they? Um, I felt like I was going to have a bad match day as soon as the Gerson's goal got called offside. I thought, right, okay, it's going to be one of them because he scored like literally within minutes. Um, but yeah, 500k, it's, it's not ideal at all. Um, okay. In fact, I think if I picked a team at the start of the season and just left it, didn't do anything at all, I would be in a better position. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't want to laugh at you too much because a lot of people used the Limitless in match day two and they all, I think, well, the majority of them seem to have done pretty poorly and, and, and are regretting that decision. But it did seem, you know, a, a semi-obvious pick at the start of the season for, for most people. And so, so yeah, unlucky Lewis. Dan, how did it go? You went with something different. You went with a wild card, which was okay. It was quite good, wasn't it? Yeah, it went, went all right. Um, I think I had to play it because of how my match day one went. I, I think I needed to to change things up as soon as possible. 
in an ideal world, I actually still wouldn't have used it. I think my non wildcard team would have done would have done generally better. The one saving grace from this week, really, I got sixty four points, was that I didn't pick Haaland, which meant that I couldn't captain him on the last day when he blanked. So I had to go for a Jules Koundé six pointer, double to twelve. So, which in a match day like this is absolute gold. Incredible, yeah. That would be one of the better captaincy scores this week, definitely. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I ended up with with. Uh, I think I went. Who did I go? I, I went Kane. I think who did nothing, and then Lewandowski who did nothing. But yeah, go on. I've seen a few um, a, a few captaincies that have been a bit rogue. One uh, people captain Bellingham for his fourteen points double which was yeah. absolutely amazing to see some people actually have the cojones to go there. And that's what I really, really love about this game. You also have uh, Brace Mendes. I saw quite a few people, I say quite a few people, quite a few of the Twitter community. Captain him, if you captained him, you deserve every single point that he got. That was brilliant. But yeah, um, I think overall, I'm, I'm okay with it. I've managed to hit quite a few price rises, which was important for me as well. And my team's set up nicely for this match day. I can make luxury transfers. I've got Osamen injured by the looks of it. I think he's out for quite a few weeks. But he can just become either Julian Alvarez or Erling Braut Haaland. Nice and easy. I love um, how you always say Erling Braut Haaland. You always put his middle name and I like it. It adds a bit of emphasis. I, like oh, oh, I still say Kylian Mbappe Lotta. Uh okay. Always, always got to if it, look. If you've got three names, got to go with it. Yeah. True. In terms of in terms of ranking, um, it's still not great. But I am 167k, pretty much dot on 167k. But that is half the rank of Lewis, pretty much. So I'll take. All I want to do is beat Lewis. <laughs> That's it. That's all we're here for, uh, people. Yeah, exactly. That's all the listeners so, are here for as well. And uh, as, as far as our well, obviously, I'll not spoil it in terms of whether three of us rank, but it's, it's still better than Lewis, and that's all that matters. Well, yeah, th- there we go. On to my team. I mean, I didn't... Uh, Dan beat me in match day two. I didn't use a chip. Um, it went all right. I got 57 points. I mean, I dropped rank a little bit, but I mean, after the first day of the, of the game week, I think I was up to like 7K, but then I dropped down to 50K. Um, so, yeah, it went all right. Who who were the, who went well? I, was, I had Bellingham, because who wouldn't have Bellingham, um, Lewis? Um, uh, I had Turam who got eight points. I had Dumfries who got nine points. Cancelo got eight points. Somo got seven points. But a lot of people had those players. Um, although Dumfries actually, a lot of people didn't have him. Christensen I played thinking he was going to play, and then he got zero points. And I took off Di Lorenzo for him. He had three, so that's a bit annoying. But yeah, I'm I'm I feel like I'm in a decent place in our league. Um, our league that is just us three. Uh, I am top with 145 points. Dan is second and 134, and then Lewis is on 113. So it's still all to play for. And on our huge UCL Fantasy Podcast um, league with over 2,000 people, nearly 3,000, our top managers, top five, a shout out to Rio Satrio, who's got 185 total. He got 99 last game week. Tofik, super conductor, 86 points, 181 points. John Cena, Incredible to have him in the league. Amazing. Yeah, unbelievable points. pull, Ed. Unbelievable yeah. pull. I just sent a few DMs, got these guys in. Geo Club and Logaritma. So those are the top five. 185 points is top. And he is 47th in the world currently. So not bad at all. Um, 
Right, yeah, so so there we go. That, that's where we are. That's the match day two review. There was obviously some incredible games. Dan, I was with you at Newcastle 4, PSG 1, and none of us, I don't think, had any any Newcastle assets. Should we be getting them? Um, Maybe. It depends on on what you're going to be playing, what, what you need. I think Anthony Gordon at five and a half million is going to be an absolute steal. That being said, it's also worth reminding everyone that uh, didn't two of our defenders score? Three uh, of Dan, them Dan Byrne, Dan Byrne, Shaw, Longstaff, and who got the other goal? Um, I've totally he... forgot. They've, they've all blended into one. I was very drunk after the game. <laughs> Hang on. No, stop. Oh, Miggy, Miggy, Miggy Almiron. Yeah. Miggy, yeah. So Miggy got the first one, of That's course. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, a couple of defenders scored. Miggy popped up with one. But I'd, our players don't really haul as such. I, I think actually think Shaw and Miggy both got onto the player of the of the week in terms of the, like, the team of the week for the yeah. UCL fantasy game, which is brilliant to see. I'm not sure. I don't know how replicable that game was. Mm. But that being said, if you are going to go for them, I think now is the best time because we have a home game to Dortmund, then an away game to Dortmund, but Dortmund concede goals. And then, obviously, away to Paris Saint-Germain is quite tough. But then home to Milan. But then we're at home to Milan. And I, I do just fancy us at home in games. I think when you've got a player like Anthony Gordon at five and a half million, just I'd, I'd probably go with him more than more than others. Okay, well, we're not going to make it a Newcastle pod, but I just wanted to mention that some some really great games, some really great performances. Let's go to our um, Twitter questions that we've had. So we've had quite a few uh, questions submitted for us to answer. So I'm going to throw these at you. Um, I'll decide who to throw it to when I read it. Here's the first one from Samudwal underscore FPL. Um, he said, "I have one Galatasaray midfielder." Whom should I change him to? Budget seven million. I have Stengs, Bellingham, Turam, and Siemens already. So basically, the question is: Should he get rid of his Galatasaray midfielder? But if he's going to get rid of them, he's got a seven million budget. Who does he get? Lewis. Yeah, it's, I think there's a couple that you could go for. Um, one of them is worth waiting on um, in terms of injury news, and that's Danny Olmo. Um, there's rumours that both him and Heinrichs, Abark Heinrichs, obviously the fullback, um, Olmo, he's he's kind of he was a player that stood out at the start of the season. He's only seven mil. He takes penalties. He changes the dynamics of the Leipzig attack. He makes him tick. And I just think at seven million, he I I do still think that he is probably one of one of probably top three best assets, best midfielders in Would the game. Would you? Would you suggest him even though this fella has Siemens already? As in doubling up on RB Leipzig, that is, isn't it? The issue with that is obviously Man City, so probably not. But I think if you were looking to go elsewhere and you already had Chavi Simmons and potentially Bryce Mendes at Sociedad, two double-digit hauls already, four assists, three goals in all competitions. I think he's um, I think he's 6.6 .6 million now, so I think he's had a price price rise already. But um, he was he was really really good, and Benfica haven't been great either. Um, so him, there's also uh, Galano at Porto. Now he didn't play the last game. I imagine that was a rest. But I, I just think he, he's so explosive. He takes penalties. Got 19 points in match day one, and they come up against Antwerp. So I think if you're looking to shift 
him on. Um, although I'm not totally against Almo and Xavi Simons because there's transfers in between and it is Shvenas Vazda. Um, I, I just think, yeah, one of those three I think would um, would be a solid replacement. Thank you, Lewis. Next question for Dan Simon Ashby at the underscore media man one. What is the best balance? We've talked about this in the pod before. It's an interesting question. I've been thinking about this. What is the best balance numbers wise for match day one versus match day two? He means the Tuesday fixtures and the Wednesday fixtures. Yeah. I've been going 10 plays on day one, but haven't really got a clue. Now we've talked about this before and Lewis said he doesn't think it matters. And you've said it does a little bit. What, what do we think? So I think it was Zay who, FPL Pele might be going by now, um, who is one of the one of the creators, one of the, in. I'm doing little quotation signs, experts mm-hmm. for Lewis's team reveals. Uh, he he's one of those people that does spreadsheets and all that sort of stuff. Ed, uh, well, well, out guys, of, well, well outside of our remit, yes. And he um he once upon a time told me that having more players on a Tuesday does mathematically make a definitive difference. Uh, so a positive I'd difference, say a positive difference. Okay. Yes. So although I'd say yes, you do want to do that. You always have to. Remember that next week you will likely have all those Tuesday players probably playing on a Wednesday. So you need to be able to shuffle from Tuesday players to Wednesday players. Now, if you've got 10 on a Tuesday, 10 starting players, then in I assume you mean outfield players, like 10, 10 outfield players, then you're going to have obviously three for the next week plus two. So you're going to have you're not only going to have five for the following Tuesday. So I personally think eight or nine is where you want to sit at. Obviously, fixtures come into it. Sometimes so you can swap it sort of thing between... Yeah, exactly. If you've, got, if you've got nine players on a Tuesday overall, and then you go and make those two, two transfers to get rid the next week of what would now be Wednesday players, that's down to seven Wednesday. So it... And then obviously you boost up on the other side. So that's probably where I'd go with it. I, I think about somewhere in the region of eight and nine. If you're going to be using a limitless, then yes, get 11 fixtures dependent, get 11 Tuesday players and the rest Wednesdays. There we go. Lewis, you feel it doesn't really matter much. I mean, I, I, I suppose the point is, isn't it? It doesn't matter too much. But if you're looking for marginal gains, then I think, yeah, mathematically, it does make sense to have as many of your assets show what they're going to get on the Tuesday so that then you can take out the lowest assets on the Wednesday. And also I was thinking this, if you take it to extremes, if say, for example, if you say it just doesn't matter at all, well, that's not quite right because say you only had three players um, playing on the Tuesday, the first day, and they all banged, you'd then have three players sat on the bench that you didn't know, you couldn't really Exactly. Make an active decision on because they've all banged, and who knows what's going to happen with the others. And you're going to make you're going to have three ineffective substitutions, whereas the other way round, you will always have kind of effective substitutions, and everyone gets their chance. What do you think, Lewis? Any comment? Yeah, I see. I, I, I see what you mean. I just I just think when I, every time that this topic comes up, I think of the people that will go out of their way to sacrifice a better asset for a worse asset on the yeah, Wednesday. Do I try and pull them away from that because. By by thinking that you need more players on certain days, you could then be restricting yourself to 
to worse assets, if that makes sense. So I, I, again, I do see a little bit of what Dan's saying, and mathematically, yeah, it does probably make sense to have to have it um, in that way. But I, I just don't kind of don't want to lean on that too much because again, it's there are people that will sacrifice good assets for for, for lesser ones, if that makes sense. Of course, yeah. There's your answer, Simon. Uh, let's have a quick break, and we'll come back and do the rest of the questions. Next question from Christian Moore at Darth Ripken 2. Thank you for your question. He said this, Had the Limitless 2 nightmare experience last week, Lewis, you, you can relate, if y'all, he might be American, this guy, if y'all had that problem, what would you be looking to do going forward? I drafted a team that has nice fixtures, game week three and four. Stick with the plan or go full differential now? So Lewis, you can answer this, seeing as you're in the same position. You were mentioning this just before we started the call on how do you make gains now in your position? 500k, you've used your limitless, didn't work. Other people have still got theirs. What are you going to do? Well, I think you just you just let those people make the same mistake. You know, these 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 people have have to use the limitless. You know, we have, we have to remember that, and and with that could come the same outcome. You just don't know because I suppose the template is is really strong at the moment. We've seen that in in some of the some of the assets that have been um, performing, and limitless has a lot of temptation, and in, in, in that it's it's the temptation to pick more expensive players even when the budget picks are performing. So I don't think we do anything dramatic yet. I think we see how um, the other managers who haven't used their limitless perform, because again, it could end up worse. It could end up as worse. We just don't know yet. So I think you just you just stay calm at the moment. It's still match day two. There are ways that you can differentiate you know, further down the line. That includes captaincy and stuff. I just don't think you need anything major to um, to try and you know get back up straight away. There you go. There's your advice. Um, so whether you want to copy Lewis or not is up to you. You know, it's up for debate now. At the start of the season, everyone wanted to. Now it's a little <laughs> like, oh, maybe he was just lucky all that time. We'll find out. Uh, next question um, from Bongo Kule Makalene. I hope I've pronounced that right. I don't think I have, but anyway, should I use the limitless or wild card, card, wild card chip for match day three? So, assuming you have both and you want to use one, which one would be better? I'd say wild card's going to be better than limitless this week, a because I just don't think this is a good week for limitless. Regardless, I think if you wanted these fixtures, match day four is better, as Ed's alluded to on previous podcasts for home versus away. And um, like Arsenal at home are a much better team than Arsenal away. Saka at home is a much more effective fantasy player than Saka away. So you definitely don't want to be using it now. In terms of wild card, it depends what your team looks like. If your team's a mess, then yes, you might want to use it now to get gains on three and four. That that opens up when you can use your limitless in terms of do you want to use it in four? You could use it in five or six. Just as more of a free hit um, when some of the big teams may have qualified. Equally, because Arsenal lost, let's it's something I want to talk about in the next podcast is obviously they can't really start rotating early doors like Man City and Bayern have historically, and they've got really expensive players. So actually Arsenal moving forward might be limitless picks in the later round, things like that. So there's there's been some upsets where teams physically kind of qualify so early now. And 
that opens up the gateway for Limitless Wildcards, and there's plenty of time for form to change. It all depends on your team, so have a look, see how it's going to perform. Remember, it's going to perform very similarly despite the fixtures being home and away, in three and four most likely. If you think it's good enough to go without a wild card, then you don't have to use it now. Uh, but I think now is as good a time as any, to be honest. Ed, I think you might be using yours, maybe. But um, for a limitless, I definitely wouldn't use it this week. I'd just say that's a hard no. There we go. There's your answer. Very good. Next question. These are great because these questions, thank you very much for them. They get us to bounce off different ideas that are out there in the community. So Nuclear Atoms, who's well known to the... FPL community, uh, FPL, at FPL underscore Atoms, he said, he's activated the wild card. Is Haaland worth holding on to while losing out on the likes of Trippier, Hakimi, Kane, and other expensive players because there's some cheap players now who are doing exceptionally well? So essentially, I think the question is, on a wild card, there's some really good budget picks now that seem to be performing just as well as the premium picks. Lewis, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's going to be a massive debate now, isn't it? And and we've seen Dan already go without Haaland um, twice now. Uh, you know, once it worked, once it didn't. I, I just think you have to be you have to be really careful with Haaland because we know what he's capable of. He he has the potential to score three, four, even five. You know, in in, in one game. So although he is slightly out of form, it's just it, you know, it's it's how long is he going to stay in that? Kind of, kind of rough patch for. I just, I just don't see it being that long, and I, and I, and I think you also have to take into account captaincy as well, right? So he's not just an asset; he's also, um, he's also going to be a very, very popular asset. He's also going to be very highly owned as well. So, I, I personally, for me, I, I wouldn't consider going out, uh, going without Holland just because I. And we know I know what he's capable of, and and I I expect him to start um, scoring goals soon, and also think that he's probably still going to be a very popular captaincy option moving forward. So for me, I probably keep, but I can see why people would go without. There we go. Good answer. Yeah. Uh, well, Dan's gone without, and obviously we've got quite another good litmus test here of those with Holland and those without. Um, One Misty... thing I'd say about Holland though is like. Just in terms of the player that you mentioned there, Trippier and Hakimi. Trippier might be all right against Dortmund, although again we'll talk about some of their assets in the next in the next podcast. But I, I don't know how much you may want Hakimi, but remember who Haaland's playing. Like they're up against young boys. That is, so I, th- I think maybe you could go without them, but you have to go Alvarez. Like you got to go one of them against young boys, otherwise it's, I just feel like it's suicide. I think at the minute. As bizarrely as it sounds, Alvarez is covering Haaland. Yeah, yeah, and he, he, well, he scored more points than him. He's he's yeah. he has more points than Haaland, comfortably more points. Uh, yeah. Haaland, I think, has one assist in two games, and that's it. Yeah, Haaland's in a funny period, isn't he? I th- I do think the longer the period goes on, more and more people will drop it, but then it'll suddenly explode and score seven goals yeah. in a game or something. But anyway, yeah. but you know, it's just hopping on and hopping off at the right times, isn't it? Thank you for your question. The next question is from a great name. This guy's got a great name. His Twitter handle, or name, sorry, is Mr. UCL Fantasy Player. So how can we not answer this guy's question? I mean, come on. <laughs> he says, in my opinion, Bellingham is a rotation risk. Real Madrid play three away games in seven days, Sevilla, Braga, Barca, and they don't they usually don't care much about finishing first in the group, I assume. Modric, Brahim also need minutes. 
So I wouldn't be surprised if he was benched on match day three to be ready for El Clasico. Do you agree? I have no idea. Lewis, have you got any intel or Dan? I just, I just think it's probably a bit too early in, in the season to be rotating Bellingham. I, I can't, I don't personally see him being dropped. I think he might at most have his minutes managed, maybe, but I, I don't know. I just he just doesn't seem like a player that is going to be rotated, or at least um, this early in the season, anyway. But yeah, for me, I just I just don't think you and I went without him last match day. So I just think you just keep him in, um, regardless of whether you think he's going to be rotated or not. And I suppose the safe option is if you keep him in and he plays great. If you keep him in and he doesn't play, then a lot of people are in the same position. So mm, yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Dan? Yes. He's seven and a half million. Just keep him in. It's not. He's not Haaland. He's not. He's not. A, he's not a premium player. He's, yep. I mean, he's the most premium player probably, but in terms of price, he's not. For seven and a half million, he he's just too good at the minute, and he's picking up player of the match awards every time he scores. If he if he gets one goal, he's gonna get he's gonna get ten points probably for getting player of the match. His goal. His appearance points, etc. Plus whatever else he could possibly get. Now that Vinicius Junior is playing up front, who in Vinicius Junior is a great player who can finish. I was saw Jude Bellingham get a great assist for Vinicius Junior. He's just getting better in terms of his points potential. So you can, I think you can keep him in. And if you get an inkling that he's not going to be there because the deadline's right up until kickoff for certain games. And Real Madrid love releasing their team early. Like, they are the best for leaks. Ancelotti releases his team sometimes a whole day early. So if we do get that notion, then you can sell him if you want. But also, he's going to go up in price. Like, he's going... Jude Bellingham's going up in price. So now is not a time to sell him, personally, in my opinion. He's got something like 10 Man of the Match awards this season. Yes. <laughs> it's been about 12 games. It's yeah. absolutely outrageous. Um... Great, there we go. Don't sell Bellingham, I think, is the... is the. I, I would agree with that. Don't sell Bellingham. Agenius um, has said, wildcard, what would be good choices? I'm just going to... That's quite a broad question. That's fine. Go to Fantasy F Football Community, Google that, and there's a best wildcard players. So you can go to that. I'll put the link in the description. You can go to that. FPL underscore crisis, uh, at FPL crisis. I'll be on a wildcard. Can you suggest one lock... As in one sort of definite play you've got to have on wildcard and one differential. We've kind of maybe touched on this. One lock on a wildcard would, would well, for different people. Well, okay, I'll ask you. Lewis, what do you think? Yeah, I think one of the locks is, um, is probably Harry Kane. Um, I just don't see, I just don't see a, a, a team without Harry Kane in it. It's, his numbers are insane. Um, the, playing Galatasaray, you can see two in two now in the Champions League. He's on pans. Um, he, I could be wrong, but I think he's close to 20 goal contributions for club and country. And it's like October, which is ridiculous. So I, I just think as well, he's a, he's a good, um, he's a good captaincy option. So yeah, for me, Harry Kane's probably a lock. And a differential, Dan? Uh, you know what? One a differential, Jimenez at Feyenoord. Uh, because his ban is now officially over. I'm just trying to find my Feyenoord group, but I'm sure they've got Celtic twice or something. They like are, that. yeah. Celtic yeah. Um, Celtic at home first, then away. 
So yeah, they've got Celtic at home. I, I think Jimenez is your... Just saying that Lewis went for a striker, I thought I'd go for a differential striker. I, I think Jimenez, because not literally no one's going to have him. Is that Jimenez of Wolves fame? No, different. It's spelled with a G. Who's he again? Remind remind me, because the listeners all think the same. Who's, tell us a little bit about him. So uh, Jimenez is a striker for Feyenoord who just scores in every single game that he plays in, basically, Ed. Nice. Um, good good sell. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's, he's seven and a half million as a striker, so he falls right into the budget category as well. And Feyenoord have a double up. Um, oh, sorry, have they got Lazio twice? Sorry. But it's way, Lazio, yeah. Oh, is it yeah, Lazio? Sorry. Gosh. Got, yeah. does, it Great host matter. I am, yeah. Because, you know, because Lazio agree. I mean, Lazio conceded to Celtic. Um, I don't, I, but they're at home to Lazio. They've got the early kickoff on a Wednesday as well, so you can see the teams, all that sort of stuff. Um, I'd go, I'd go Feyenoord at home to Lazio because cool. I think they'll score loads of goals. Good, there you go, FPL crisis. Um, that is uh, the last of our questions that we're going to do. So thank you very much for your questions. That is a quick look back on match day two. We've all established that my uh, chip strategy was the best, which was using none. We're going to be back over the weekend. We're not quite sure when we'll release it, but with a look forward to match day three, our team reveals, our captaincy picks, what our team's looking like, what chips we're playing, things like that. But yeah, the Champions League is back. And anything else to say, Lewis and Dan, this week? Well done, Edward. Well done. Thanks. Thank you very much, everyone. See you uh, at the weekend or Monday. When will when we, when's best to release it, guys? Let's let's talk. Dan, Lewis, when should we release it? What, this podcast? Or no, the next, the next one? one. The next one. The next one. We'll release it. I think we should release it on Sunday. Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday evening. Something like that. Sunday so evening. People can, so people can listen to their morning commute on a Monday or they can finish off a nice relaxing weekend with our voices. Sunday, look out for us. But uh, yeah, thank you very much. Give us a five-star review, write a review, share it on Twitter. We love having you. We've had loads and loads and loads of listens. It's absolutely brilliant. And I'm going to thrash both of these guys. It's wonderful. Goodbye. Podcast Network.